0: You're listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark.
1: I'm Elena, and this is episode number 221 from May 4th, 2017.
0: We're back with lots of catching up to do. It's been a few weeks, so lots of stuff to talk about. Um, kind of going over some some news stories today. Um, we're going to talk about some old stuff because there's stuff we just want to talk about. So it's a couple weeks old, but we're still going to at least mention it. And let's see, we're, we're actually on the right on the verge here. Of, we have a marathon this weekend, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And, um, yeah, I guess that's the plan for today. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. The gist of it, um, so yeah, I guess let's catch up with what's going on with us. Um, basically, as we come to the end of our taper for the Vancouver Marathon, which will be running in
1: a couple of days, a couple of days, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, a few days.
0: So, you want to go ahead and uh, say what's been going on with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the last time we recorded it was the AR50 race recap. Mm-hmm. So basically after AR 50, I took nine days off of running and completely, completely. And basically I just didn't do any exercise at all for nine days. So initially it was because I couldn't, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I ended up not really being able to bend my left knee without significant pain for like two days. Mm-hmm. So figured it probably wasn't a good idea to do something that would make that worse. Probably and then, not. Yeah. So I just, I just, you know, I iced it, let it heal. You know, felt kind of tired, you know, and. Um, so I slept a little more than normal, um, those days and figured if there's ever a good time to take a, a break from running, that was probably a good time. So yeah, ended up being nine days. So then I, I guess on the 10th day I ran three slow, easy miles and felt like just a little slight twinge like in the left knee. So it just, you know, didn't push the pace or the mileage and, you know, I've been icing pretty much every night since then it's gotten better as time has gone on. So, um, it's kind of weird cause I haven't really been doing any training specifically for the Vancouver marathon. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a taper either just cause it's been really weird. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but I have been running more consistently in the last, I guess I'd say two weeks. Okay. So doing a couple of runs, um, I think four to five runs, um, in the week, which is pretty good. I think, um, just being now like a month out from AR 50. So my longest run, I think since then was a 12 miler that this past weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and felt okay so it was kind of warm that day but other than that i felt okay so and i think the day before i did done seven miles so i i considered that pretty good seven miles on saturday 12 miles on sunday so yeah we'll just see i haven't gone past that so
0: well i mean you obviously have the endurance yeah and i definitely don't have the speed i know that right so the the foot speed won't be there but you're not shooting for. are you shooting for a specific time
1: I have like I a mean, general yeah. time that it, but it's no, it's not like oh, I gotta, I really, really, really want to get this
0: particular yeah, I mean, time. Not... I'm
1: definitely not going for a PR, right? Meeting, okay. So, yeah, no PR, no
0: qualifier, no nothing like that. Nah, so. Okay. Yeah.
1: so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, haven't really done much else other than that, just kind of uh, recovering, I guess, mm-hmm. but not so much that I'm not ready for Vancouver.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so you'll be fine at Vancouver. So
1: yeah. And then I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but I did end up registering for Double Dipsy, which is in June. I was okay. really looking forward to that one this year. So there's like some little um, hiccups in my registration. Yes. I got issues. like double registered and then like I got unregistered yeah. once, but then accidentally unregistered twice. So I just happened to notice yesterday actually that I or two days ago that I wasn't showing up as registered and it's, you know, sold out race. So anyways, everything got fixed and, um, I'm doing double dipsy. I may have mentioned that before, but I couldn't remember and I'm pretty excited about doing it. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it. So yeah, um, I guess that's, that's it for me. How have you been?
0: Um, well, since you're talking about race registration, before we get to my stuff, I'll just mention that, um, we actually just signed up for, I guess it's our first marathon of 2018. Correct.
1: That we're signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's the first race, I think, for 2018 that we're signed
0: up for. Okay. So, it's which is kind of weird because we're in May. but we Not like we, any distance. <laughs> we both did sign up for the Napa Valley Marathon. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And we have Dave to blame for that. I do want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> yes, because we always blame people. So, yes, yeah. Dave gets the blame because he sent us an email and a discount code. So, thanks for the discount code. And um, it's a race that several people have recommended that we do mm-hmm. over the years. And we kept putting it off.
1: We always kind of think about it and then just don't do it. Yeah. And, and then, it does sell out. So we, yeah. Right. So, so then it just sells out and then I'm like, okay, we're not doing it.
0: Um, We, we were thinking about prior because it is the 40th anniversary of the race. Yeah. So we're on a significant year. I don't know that that matters for anything, but sometimes but races why not? do extra stuff. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, we were already thinking about it before we registered. They came out with the news. You told me about it on their Facebook page that they actually um, traditionally known because they have a ban on, Earbuds, mm-hmm. headphones, headphones, whatever. Yeah. Um, for everybody, not just elites. Right. Um, a lot of times, you can't win a race if you're wearing um, headphones. But
1: and but, from like reports that I've read before, like they pretty they enforce it. Right. Yeah. Or they have
0: in the past. In the past. Um, but officially, they're they're getting rid of that ban, and so I was super thrilled. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you know no reservation now because in the past I was actually one of my reservations. I don't know if that's weird or not, but I do like to listen to some music during a race. So the marathon mm-hmm. is long, so. Um, I don't want to be alone with my own thoughts for 26 miles. That could just be dangerous.
1: Try it for 50.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're crazy, but, um, yeah. So, you know, obviously that's pretty close to us here in Northern California, but a very popular race. So we'll be there. So, um, in 2018, so that's our first race for next year. All right. I guess moving on to my stuff, um, catching up with me kind of coming to the end of my taper, I will say, um, you know, I kind of finished off my training for Vancouver with a, with a 20 mile run. Um, I was actually pretty happy with how my training has gone for Vancouver. I don't think I'm going to go shatter any times or anything like that, but you know, I thought I trained, I would say good is kind of, you know, the term I would use. Not great, not fantastic, not terrible, not okay, but I'll go with good. Um, that 20 miler that I did was kind of interesting cause kind of a pretty good run basically until about mile 19 where I realized I was actually very dehydrated Um, which kind of came out of nowhere. I still don't know what I did wrong because I had a bottle with me. Um, I drank on the run. I mean, it wasn't cool, but it wasn't warm. I mean, I finished the run like at 1230. Um, So I was really thrown for a loop. I think I've only been more dehydrated than that once. I think one of the Ragnar Nappas that we did, I was in pretty bad shape on a long run and really hot temps at the end of a day. Um, but this one kind of threw me, so I don't know what happened, but, um, I guess I'll be a little bit more aggressive maybe at Vancouver. Um, so that kind of capped off the training for the marathon. And then kind of these last couple weeks have been the taper, which I'm maybe not as confident in going into Vancouver as I would have been because the last couple weeks have been horrible. Um, I've had zero interest in running the last couple weeks. And mainly that's just because allergy season has kind of kicked in.
1: Oh, I have something to add about that. When and you're it's
0: done. for me; it's just been horrible the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been taking my my um my daily over-the-counter, you know, allergy medication, and it's it's not really helping. Basically, if I spend any time outside, it just the allergies are just killing me. And so I've been dreading going out. And don't own a treadmill, don't own a gym membership, so the only running I get is going outdoors. So I've just the last couple of weeks, you know, it helps that I'm in a taper, and so like you're already looking to run right. those miles, and um, and then with just kind of allergies being bad. You know, I just I just haven't been excited or super interested to get out there. Even the fact that I'm two weeks away from a marathon hasn't helped. So I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm I'm very thankful that we're going to Vancouver to run the race and it's not around here because if it was around here, that would suck. Um, I'd probably be suffering. Um, but hopefully that's not an issue in Vancouver. Did you want to throw something in about allergies?
1: Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, part of the reason I took nine days off is that my allergies got really bad the week after AR50. Mm-hmm. I mean like really, really bad and um eventually like it, it progressed into like a really bad sinus infection where like my face just like swelled up oh that's right i forgot yeah about that. so that was another reason why i ended up taking a slightly i wanted to say extended but i mean a little bit, a few more days off than i thought i was going to mm. I ended up like on antibiotics and yeah it was just, like it was a mess so yeah i forgot about that that was another reason why i ended up taking more days off just cuz it was horrible yeah. it was really bad so knock on wood i think they're under okay control right now so
0: yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this is always the time of the year that I know I suffer the most, but, uh, this has definitely been worse than, than, than I think I've ever had in previous years. I don't know if that's because, you know, we had a real wet winter here in Northern California and maybe there's just more crap growing and blowing around and
1: everything that's blooming is really pretty. Oh, yeah. It looks uh, great. But, you know, just maybe I can look at it from the inside of my house till it hits your nose and your
0: <laughs> eyes and you start sneezing and, um, your eyes are itching like crazy um yeah so haven't had a lot of fun running the last couple of weeks um kind of looking forward to getting through this kind of crappy time of allergy season and, and getting to the marathon but hopefully I'll also have a good race i mean we'll see maybe um maybe we'll talk a little bit about vancouver kind of our plans at the end if we feel like throwing that in there but um yeah i guess that's it for me i don't think i have anything else to um throw in there on how things have been going um i did randomly i'll talk about shoes out of nowhere um because i do run in hokas. Recently been running in Hoka Infinites, and actually I have more than one pair, but the most recent pair that I started running in, the, the heel wore out so quickly that um, I was really ticked off about it, um, and I did send the shoes back. To, I did not buy them from Hoka, but I sent them to Hoka via warranty, and they've actually um, no problem at all, took the shoes back and gave me credit on their store so I could buy another pair of shoes from them, but I was just super annoyed at how fast um, the heel wore out on that pair of shoes and I go through shoes. I go through all shoes pretty quick, but, um, that's the only downside I find to Hoka's is that I tend to chew up those, those heels faster than I think I ever did when I was running an A6, but whatever is what it is. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) is what it is. So, um, at the Vancouver expo, I might, if if Hoka's there with a booth, I'll try some different stuff from them and see what I'm going to use my, my store credit to get. But, um, all right so uh let's move on to some other stories like i said we're going to talk about some old stuff so we did want to mention the boston marathon which happened since the last time we recorded so uh, i'm sure everybody knows about the results but just real quick anyways um on the men's side jeffrey caroy ends up being the winner galen rupp second place saguro osaka third place pretty awesome podium pretty, uh,
1: pretty international
0: pr- very international which podium. is cool i mean unfortunately you know can't get to the top stop but Galen and Rupp came in second, looked very strong the entire race, just basically got beat out the last couple miles. Um, and then getting a Japanese runner in there in third was very cool. Like you said, the international thing. Yeah. Very nice. Um, on the women's side, Edna Kippogott takes the win, followed by, um, Rose Chilemo. And then very cool. An American gets on the podium. Jordan Say, in her first marathon gets third. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Desing Linden gets fourth in. For her, what was a disappointing race? Um, I think she was. I know her post race interviews were kind of. I don't know. She seemed really down about it at the time. I mean, and and all I was. The only thing I read and saw from her was just her immediate reaction on that day. So I don't know what she said in the media since then. But um, she definitely seemed like hugely disappointed in that, like, you know, she basically gave it all she had. And this is just the result that's coming up for her. She just can't find a way to kind of finish off with a win. But. um,
1: Which to me is very like. What's the word? Like, that's a really good perspective to be able to have when, mm. you know, like, you're wanting to do better, you're putting in the work, and it's like, it's just not happening. Yeah. You know, and she's just kind of like, well, this is just, okay, this is what it is, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, she seemed, I don't know, super bummed. I felt really bad just kind of listening to her comments. So, I don't know what's going to, you know, obviously take some time off of that and kind of regroup and stuff. But, um, obviously, great, great races from Gail and Rupp and Jordan, Essay. say. Um, Jordan, Say actually seemed super excited and super bubbly kind of post-race. Um, which is kinda cool. Uh Game Rep, I think, is gonna go do the summer track season.
1: That's what they were saying. Which I think. kinda bums me yeah. out. I'm
0: like, just dedicate yourself to the marathon. But whatever. I'm I not sure. don't know. Coach. Maybe
1: this will be his last track season. Who Maybe. knows?
0: Hopefully. Let's focus hundred <laughs> percent on the marathon. Um other marathon staff wanted to mention um Boston, the documentary. So we had talked about it previously. We kind of told everybody about it and make sure you go see it. Um we did see it the week after the marathon, so um kind of nice being able to see a running movie in a movie theater it was kind of one of those fathom events so it's a one night thing i will say right off the top if you catch this in time i think they're doing an encore in theaters on may 9th but um google that for yourself and and double check that and see if it's coming to a theater near you but we saw it in the theater very cool because you're in a big theater with a bunch of other runners Quite a few people, you mm-hmm. know, at the screening that we saw.
1: I mean, not, not sold out, but but a good amount. Mm-hmm. Good amount of people.
0: Lots of people in the theater wearing their Boston gear. Yep. You included. Mm-hmm. You had your sweatshirt on. Yeah, I'll take my of,
1: chance whenever I can.
0: <laughs> saw lots of people with their Boston Marathon um, jackets. Um, we're not going to talk too much about the movie because you should just see it for yourself. But um, pretty good. Kind of goes through the whole history of the Boston Marathon. Um, they do use, and I, I wasn't aware going into it, they kind of use the the Boston Marathon bombings and kind of the follow-up year to that as kind of the backdrop for the entire movie. So didn't really expect that. I knew that would be a part of the movie, obviously, because we can't talk about the history of the Boston Marathon and not talk about that because right. now it's such a massive part of it. But, right. um, but they kind of use it as the backdrop. And so they kind of, they kind of almost start off with that at the beginning and then kind of keep checking in. And then basically it's the, the, um, what is that? 2014, right? I'm going losing track years the the return year um the meb one yes yes yeah okay i could be off i had to
1: do the math in my head yeah
0: um so i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed kind of getting a little bit more oddball kind of stories from the historical standpoint um of the race i enjoyed that there's a few things that i thought were kind of missing from the movie but um you know is what it is i mean i enjoyed it Uh, matt damon is the narrator for Mm -hmm. parts of it which eh. (laughs) i mean obviously he's connected to the area but you know. Where's Morgan Freeman when you need him, you know? I think a much better voice to be kind of doing the narration on something like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was still pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I mean, anything you want to add about the movie?
1: No, I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and read about, like, the Boston Marathon history, but it's, you know, it's really nice to be able to to see some of it and um, have people who played such integral parts in, like, the development of, the, I'll call it the modern, mm-hmm. you know, version of the Boston Marathon, so... Yeah, I think it's really cool if you get a chance. If you didn't see it, um get a chance to see the encore or if not, I'm sure it at some point it, it'll be available yeah. in other other ways, so but I think it's worth watching for sure.
0: Um and it it was nice in that you know, they they some people that were obviously affected by the the bombings like firsthand um are in this movie and it's different people that were in um the was other, it the patriot Day yeah, bombing? Right, film? That were so featured it's different there. people so yeah. at least it's kind of nice not to get a repeat of the people. Um yeah, it, it's still good, kind of worth it. Um I will say if you go see it in theater through Fathom Events, um either May 9th or another day if they you know, when they do Fathom Events there's always like bonus stuff after the credits. I honestly I would totally skip it. It's not really worth it. Um there's like a tiny little thing about the BAA and then a tiny little thing about the doing the music. The film. Oh right, right, right! And they're yeah. both really short, mm-hmm. and I don't know. So we, we're, we so stuck we around. Skip but some
1: after whatever. Yeah, this, I would just, these, these would be the ones that skip. Yeah, I would yeah. just
0: finish the movie and then take off. But um, and it's actually not that short of a movie, so um, I kind of wish we had just taken off because it was already late on a weeknight. But um, but yeah, check it out. Um, I'm sure eventually it'll come to streaming services and DVD. Which almost seems weird to say DVD now these days, but yeah.
1: What is that?
0: (laughs) What is that? What do you do with that? Yeah. It's a fancy cup holder. Um, and then the last thing I was just going to mention from Boston was, um, we've talked about marathoninvestigation.com in the past kind of website. This guy spends his time basically trying to catch people who are cheating, um, at Boston and getting into Boston. I I feel like it's kind of become my guilty, my guilty pleasure in reading the website. I don't know why I say it, a a guilty pleasure, but.
1: Are you, are you more excited about i don't know that excited is a word but um so i'll just still use that are you more excited about like when the new like article comes out about reading the article itself or the comments to the article um do you ever read the comments
0: i do sometimes okay um
1: well then i guess that answers my question i do a
0: lot of times i guess um just to kind of peg other people's reactions to, yeah. to stories but i don't know i call it my guilty pleasure cause, i don't know i always feel bad sometimes when you're just kind of I mean, he actually does his homework and gets lots of information and I think he's being real selective, especially lately about putting people's names out there publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always feel like it's a little strange kind of putting people on blast about, you know, this person did this and this person did that and maybe not necessarily knowing the entire story. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's where I get the guilty thing. But, um, so if you want some interesting stuff to read, at least following up Boston, if you haven't already, there was one guy who took two medals at the finish because he wanted to give one to his wife. Right. Um, and the reason for that was because she supported him so much in his training and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So,
1: which should be acknowledged, but in a different way.
0: But you don't get a you don't get an extra medal for yeah. that. Unfortunately. Well, I learned something
1: new on that that they actually offer. I forgot what they call it. Um, you could actually purchase a medal to give. I mean, it's a different medal than just the finisher's medal, but you can purchase a medal to give to somebody who like played a that you that you want to give it to if you're yeah. running the Boston Marathon. So I didn't yeah. even know they had that, but that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but but just to clarify, you get that actually from um I think it's a jewellery company or something that is a sponsor of, one oh, of the gotcha. sponsors of the marathons. Yeah. So you're not actually buying it from, from Boston. From BAA marathon. or yeah, like that. Okay. So, um but yeah, I never knew about that. Yeah in the past. But that that
1: would be a good alternative for right. him to have done that versus taking two Boston Marathon finisher medals.
0: So he took a lot of flack for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think he sent to then I think gave the medal back, apologized, yeah. and might have even made a donation to I don't even know where. Um, there was another runner, a German runner, apparently, because the guy was decked out in German colors and mm-hmm. German flag on his face, who yeah. apparently really wanted to make a three hour marathon. So he hopped the train, um, at some point during the race to get to another point so he could make his three hour time, which I thought was just hysterical and crazy and dumb at the same time. Um, and apparently he, he was smart enough to try to hide his bib while he was on the train, but I guess people, he still got found out. Um, and then most recently there was a story of a group of people that copied bibs and they might've been, they were all part of a charity one of the charity run groups and they all might have worked for the same company and it yeah. kind of gets interesting and complicated in that story so um if you want to read some of that craziness um i always do find it interesting i do so. too <laughs> i can't help but read it but all right uh let's move on uh do we want to mention anything about the barkley marathons
1: um sure just because it's so crazy we've i mean we've mentioned it before and we've talked about the movie and yeah. everything so basically crazy Ultramarathon in Tennessee, 100 mile ish. It's way more than that, but five loops yeah. of like about 20 miles each. So, anyways, and then it's, we've talked about how there's like very few finishers. Um, some years there's none. This year there was one finisher, one official finisher. Uh, there's the cutoff I didn't mention is uh, 60 hours to finish these miles. So, John Kelly actually did finish um, the race this year in a time of 59 hours, 30 minutes. And 53 seconds, so almost a half hour before he needed mm. to be in there. 29 minutes, we'll call it. And then Gary Robbins, who was possibly going to be the second finisher for this year, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately got to the yellow gate, which is the the finish the finish line, six seconds after the 60-hour cutoff. So he Correct. did miss it by six, sec- six seconds, which was crushing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But um, also he ended up not taking the correct course for a couple miles because he took a wrong turn and that sort of thing. So it wasn't just missing it by six seconds, but he also kind of missed some miles. So, but so close, so close.
0: And there's a lot of confusion if you don't know Barclays because there's no designated course, but you have to go in the correct direction, essentially. And he basically went the wrong, at some point got, had issues, got turned and finished in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he came in from the wrong way. Um, it's interesting if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and watch the clip of him kind of finishing off the race. I've never seen a situation where <laughs> I thought it was just weird. He, he comes in running and finishes and he kind of misses the time and he's kind of just beat and he's trying to say like what happened and, Everybody's just kind of standing around in silence and. Yeah. And he
1: collapses. Um, yeah. There, there like, was on the like ground, a, still like mumbling, like what happened? There
0: wasn't like a huge urgency to like help the guy out and yeah. get him and he, It was just people standing around watching right. and you know, did he finish what happened? Like, oh, right. wow, what's going on? We're just going to watch. Did he miss and,
1: the time? Like, did he make know. it under. But
0: you know, it was just so weird because he's just there kind of collapsed and everybody's just like standing there in awe. It just looked very strange to me, but whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this was not his first year running it. And I think he wants to come back next year yeah so i mean we, we had a
0: finisher this year one guy who just almost almost finished i mean we're almost at the point where barclays is too easy some people would say yeah based on its history but um i think people are also getting smarter and about running it so
1: yeah mike wardian was in the race yes and didn't do well he <laughs> did not do well it, it looked like uh, from what i can tell on his social media he had a he had a good time he enjoyed it um it was difficult but um i i don't he went out on 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 loop one, right? I think and so. and I think didn't make it back in time before the cutoff for loop one.
0: Something like that. Because
1: people were like posting memes. I remember like the milk carton. Yeah, somebody that, put a
0: photoshopped a yeah. picture of him on a milk carton. Yeah, it was the funniest thing like I've yeah. seen. Mike right. gone missing basically because <laughs> yeah. he was gone that long trying to finish the loop. So yeah, that was pretty funny. All right, a uh, quick one about CIM.
1: Yeah. So um, you know. We mention that periodically, so it's time to mention it again. Um, USATF actually recently announced that Sacramento has been selected to host the U.S. Marathon Championships at CIM, California International Marathon, for the men and women in 2017, so this year and next year. Mm-hmm. so that race is uh in december and we're we're registered for it this year already well so. i mean
0: they heard i was gonna be there so that's why they decided to move the championship yeah so coincide. we'll be running
1: yeah. <laughs> the US <laughs> <laughs> marathon championship no i'm just kidding that's right but but we'll be, we'll be running the same race though right yeah yeah same course so if anybody else wants to to run it too mm-hmm. um they're not sold out yet no they do tend to sell out. i think during the summer last couple of years i think it's been like around summertime late summer or something that they sell out so, but if you do want to register, we do have a um, an affiliate link on our page. Um, if you're going to register for it, just head over there and click on it.
0: Yeah, see, I am weird because I know they do they do shut down registration at some point in time, and then
1: oh, then it's open it's for, for time qualifiers. Yeah, I forgot then about that. Like reopens and it kind of weird. It's like a weird hybrid. But thing. if you
0: want the cheapest, just sign up like now. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, other news, Nike, they're breaking two project uh, this coming weekend. So depending when you listen to this, um, they're going to make their attempt to break two hours in the marathon. Um, this going down in Italy on Saturday, which pay attention because you got lots of time zones. So I know for us on the West Coast, it's going to be, I think, about 9 p.m. on Friday night, mm-hmm. even though it's Saturday in Italy. Um, and I think they are going to have, I don't know if it's going to be full coverage live or what. Um, I think via their, I guess it's Nike's. I think Nike Breaking might have their own handle on Twitter and Facebook, but um, it will be streaming, as I understand it, live on Facebook and Twitter. So I guess we'll find out before the next podcast whether um, they accomplished it or not, and I still don't know what to think about it. But yeah, we'll share that on the next one. Uh, Let's move on to the other major that happened this past weekend, um, London Marathon.
1: Yeah, Uh, London Marathon, which is one that we still need to run, but anyways... Enough about us. The London Marathon. So, uh, Mary Keitani set a new world record for an all-women's marathon at the London Marathon. Uh, she ran it in two seventeen oh one. She broke Paula Radcliffe's previous all-women's record of two seventeen forty two. So, forty one seconds. Um, she beat it by. With, that was set in two thousand five. So, it's been a little while that that's been standing for a while. So, uh, I do want to say that Paula Radcliffe still holds the women's world record set in two thousand three. At
0: 2.15.25. Yeah. So yeah. one of her records fell. Right. But she still has the other one. Yep. Um, Anything else about one? I think that's all we were going to say, No, right? that's all we were going to um, mention, yeah. Not on the rundown, but I'm sure some people heard that uh, the World Marathon majors, they're actually thinking of expanding oh, yeah, yeah. or they are going to be expanding mm-hmm. from um,
1: they, Ab- might, they might. They might add up to three more races. Yeah, three more races. Yeah. So
0: we're probably going to get a jump from six to nine. Um, I guess they're looking in the possibility of that and trying to figure out which races that will be. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like an... Very focused on kind of um, expanding the series internationally. So these are probably going to be outside of the U.S. for the other three locations. A lot of talk about putting a race in Africa, maybe using a race in China, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a South America race. We have no idea. So um, lots of talk about that. Lots of people, you know, concerned about trying to get their six done before they make this change and all that stuff. A lot of people, I don't know. I think the gist that I got from a lot of people, not necessarily super excited about expanding the series to nine so uh, i I guess we won't
1: get our six done before
0: (laughs) we won't get our six i mean you know I, i think we kind of vaguely had said like oh it'd be cool to run all the majors you know not in one year or anything like that just to have run all the majors if they expand it to nine that obviously becomes exponentially more difficult right um mainly because chasing the six is extremely expensive and you know as americans we actually have it easier because Several other races are here, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we basically just have to go to Berlin, London and, um, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now if they start adding a bunch more international locations, it's going to make it harder for everybody, harder for Americans. I don't know that I necessarily would even chase it at that point because if they choose a race that just in and of itself, I could care less about, then I'm not going to, you know, oh, well, I guess the worst case scenario is they pick three races that maybe I've never heard of <laughs> yeah. before they select them. And I don't know. So just that it'll be that, interesting
1: to see the development of that.
0: Yeah. Wasn't yeah. even in the rundown here, but thought we'd throw it in there real quick. Um, okay. That's the last of the news stories we had on here, right?
1: Yeah. I think the next thing is, um, you were going to talk about a race that you ran. Yeah. So we, had, we had, I mean, you mentioned that you ran it, but I'm going to just give i yeah, I'll
0: give you, you a, the, a little bit uh, of a, uh, the elevator recap. There you go. <laughs> elevator pitch recap, uh, Ragnar SoCal. Cause I, cause I promised I would talk about it on the last episode. Um, I did do Ragnar SoCal, um, had fun doing it. Um, the weather was pretty nice. I had done SoCal before in the past. Did we talk about SoCal on this podcast before
1: we have? Yeah. Okay.
0: So you can always go back for a more detailed, um, recap of the race, although the course is pretty different uh, than what it used to be, at least through the middle sections, but, um, starts in Huntington beach goes down to, uh, Coronado and San Diego. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I ran, pretty well. It was fun. Weather was nice, you know, great fan. Um, as seems to always be my tradition. I ran in a van with only five of us. Um, so we were one person short. Thankfully I didn't have to run any extra legs. So that was kind of nice. Um, I will say it was kind of a weird race because it's the first time, you know, right always runs from Friday to Saturday. I flew from San Francisco Bay area to, um, Orange County, which was the closest to kind of the race start Friday morning. I think I got down there at 10 AM was when my flight arrived, my t- my teammates picked me up in the van. We went straight to the exchange where we were going to start running, did our check-in at the end of the race. We finished around one in the afternoon on Saturday. We went from the race finish to somebody knew a great local Mexican restaurant. We went to eat and then they dropped me off at the airport and I flew right home. So it was kind of weird because I was basically down there probably for the same amount of time that our team was running the event. Um, Made it kind of easy because I didn't need any extra days in hotels or anything like that. Um, Last time we did SoCal, we drove down there and that was kind of long. And so flying was much easier. Um, I I will say when our team checked in at Exchange 6, it was pretty much a cluster on Ragnar's part. um, Because there was lots of teams that still had to pay, like including ours apparently, last minute uh, reg fees or runner change fees. And there was a ton of confusion about... I guess the deadlines on that. Hmm. And so it sounded from all the people I was talking about, talking to about it, um, that Ragnar might have published different dates in different locations. So there was lots of people who felt like they had paid their stuff. Yeah, that,
1: um, that could definitely make it confusing.
0: Yeah. Um, and then in terms of teams paying, they only had one person taking credit cards there. So it ended up being a long line and a long check and price process and kind of ridiculous. But, um, that was the only down part of the weekend. I actually forgot to check with my captain. He got a refunder on the, on the one fee that he got charged. So I have to find that out. But, um, but yeah, overall it was a real fun race. Um, it's probably one, one of the faster teams that I've ever run in, in a, on a Ragnar before. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, in our van, there was five of us, two of the guys. They actually took the longest kind of legs and then they actually picked up the, the extra legs from what our six runner not having them. They were basically all, they were basically running six minute something pace for all their miles. So it Crazy. ended up being. A really fast van and our team ended up being fast so like finishing at one o'clock in the afternoon was like the earliest i've ever finished a ragnar which was awesome because it was like hey we're done and let's go eat and i can catch a flight home and because originally i was worried about even i was like oh if we run behind i'm gonna have to like take an uber from like my last run straight to 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 the airport and take off but um that did not end up happening so um yeah it worked out it was pretty fun um you know it was a last minute decision to run the race it was just a friend of mine had a had an extra spot. He was short people, so I jumped on. I said, "Ah, eh, sure, why not?" And then if I do Tahoe, or I will be doing Tahoe later in the year, so I'll mm-hmm. get a double medal for that. So yep. sweet, extra bling. Yep, um, that's
1: always nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's all I was going to say about SoCal.
1: From from what you saw, I mean, obviously, like running on a twelve person team. Well, okay, or 11, eleven person still, but running on uh, not a non ultra team, mm-hmm. you don't get to see the whole course, anyways. Yeah. But from what you did see this time compared to last time. Did you like this one better from what you could see or is it, you can't really compare the two because, um, cause you just didn't get to see it all.
0: Yeah. I don't know. To me, it was kind of all the same okay. stuff. I mean, I, I think the, I was van two this time around when I did SoCal in the past, I was van one. Oh, so yeah. I already so it saw been different, different anyways. stuff. Yeah. Um, I know a couple of my runs were pretty decent. Um, I will say I ran the biggest hill that I've ever run at a Ragnar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So one hill was kind of ridiculous on my last run. I was like, "What the hell? This is crazy!" But at a road rider. At a road rider. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Trail definitely way worse hills, but for a road rider, is the worst hill. And all my legs were were kind of hilly, which was weak, but <laughs> that's what it was. So, um, but yeah, I was that's still good, fun, and I enjoyed that's a good it,
1: so. uh couple yeah. of runs. Yeah. Within like twenty four hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ran pretty well. I actually actually hoped I'd run a little bit better, but it is what it is. So I'm not gonna worry about it. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> done. Um, all right. Um,
1: oh, and if anybody... Sorry. I know I could like, just cut you off. <laughs> I don't know. But if anybody wanted to listen to our original full recap of Ragnar SoCal, it's episode one six mm-hmm. Ragnar Socal, SoCal, it will be fun. Oh. Just in case anybody's curious about that.
0: Yeah. The, the one thing I will say about Ragnar SoCal is it's a lottery to get in now. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah i know it's a lottery it's still a ridiculous number of teams to me that run the race so when we were checking in at exchange six i was just like i saw bib numbers up to for sure up through 600 there was actually a 700 something bib that i saw and one of the things i didn't like about ragnar socal the first time was i thought there was too many teams just too crowded out there so still so there might have still been too many teams out Mm -hmm. there this year even with a lottery i think they still have probably too many because i like to see a limit on it Um, our team was fast enough that I kept saying we were basically ahead of the race is kind of how I describe it sometimes with yeah. Ragnars. Sometimes you're in the middle of it. Sometimes you're ahead. Sometimes you're behind. Um, because we were kind of ahead of the race at certain points. Um Because actually we were quite a bit ahead in our other van, actually. They slowed down a little bit on their last legs. Um, that it didn't seem as crowded as it probably should have. Just because we were kind of at the the front end of the race,
1: but had you been like in had the middle, had we been in the middle,
0: I might be complaining that it was too many. Teams. If you're in but the middle
1: of that running party,
0: yeah, yeah. So just wanted to throw that in there. Um, all right. Uh, anything last minute we should just say about Vancouver? I know. Um,
1: I mean, uh, I guess you're you were not kinda... shooting for
0: a time. I'm probably going to go out with a pace group. I, I don't know what I'm doing exactly on time.
1: I might go out with the pace group. I too. might go run
0: with a pace bunny.
1: Yeah, so they have, their pacers are pace bunnies. And I think, from what I gather, they actually wear bunny ears. Which is cool. Yeah. (laughs) I hope somebody, like, randomly doesn't decide to wear bunny ears, and I'm, like, following them.
0: That could happen. But, um, Um, yeah. Will be different for us because of the markers on course. So, it's going to be every kilometer is marked off, right? And then every five miles. Yeah. Which, I'll get into weirdness. I was thinking about the race in the shower the other day. randomness comes to my head i was like oh it's gonna be weird because you know when i see all these kilometers and i'm like i don't you know i don't know what 11 kilometers is or anything like that like i won't understand him head and then i started figuring it out and i was like oh no because i know what a 5k is i know what a 10k you know you yeah, like you know uh, what a 15k uh, is yeah, you know what a 20k is." so i was like yeah. oh it's not gonna be as bad as i thought it was right. so um i was like oh that's not really an issue at all plus you're looking at your own gps to get your pace most of the time anyway so it's not a big right. deal but yeah i thought it would be a little bit weird um, to see kilometers out there on course. Yeah. It'd be nice to get to tick through higher numbers at the right. end, right?
1: I mean, we do see kilometers on course for marathons, like at the 5K mark, right. the 10K mark, but not traditionally like, every kilometer. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. I will
0: be confused probably at, you know, 31K. I have no idea what that is in miles.
1: Yeah. I hope I'm not like excited like at like...
0: 26? 20,
1: 24K and be like, yeah! Tomorrow. Two to go! Yeah, and then be like, oh, boo.
0: Um, just because I forget,
1: so... <laughs> The course seems like, I'm kind of, I'm excited about the course. It seems like it's, you I've know, I've seen pictures and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um seems like it should be a pretty, a cool
0: pretty, course. yeah. Pretty, pretty. Scenic course. It's going to be a pretty, pretty course. It
1: seems like it should be pretty scenic.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to it. So yeah. um, that's our plans for the weekend. Um, if you follow us on social media, I'm sure we'll post some photos. Yeah. I always say I'm going to post more than I actually do, but that's we always do post some, the though. plan. But yeah. yeah. So we'll and if everybody's going to be
1: out there running, let us know.
0: Yeah. Say yeah. hi. Well, we'll see you in the Vancouver area. Yep. Alrighty. Um, do we have some people to wish good luck to? We
1: do. We are wishing Forbes good luck at Flying Pig. Good luck. Good luck. Hopefully, we'll see you next year.
0: Yeah, that's on my, that's on our, because I we, think
1: he runs every year. He, I mean, he runs Flying Pig every year. So we were talking about Flying years. Pig
0: like just this past week. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of re- registering for NAPA, we were like, well, if we do NAPA, Flying Pig is two months later. Yeah. Are we good with that? Yeah, okay.
1: I don't even know that we ever said, yeah, okay. I think we just registered. We just registered in. Yeah. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll be okay. And then also good luck to Libby, who's running Ragnar at Cape Cod.
0: Yeah. Another Ragnar. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Should we get to the feedback? I'm totally unprepared. There we go.
1: Message received. There you go. (laughs) Or you could just say it. You could just say it next time. (laughs) Just make it up yourself. So we heard from Pat, um, thanking us for the shout out. Um that we gave um a couple episodes ago to Catherine Sitzer for running the Boston Marathon at age seventy, which we also um we're gonna mention as part of the Boston thing, but then we knew we were gonna talk about it. The feedback, so we'll just talk about it there. Uh, Pat actually ran as part of Catherine Switzer's team two sixty one Fearless. Um they raised money for her new nonprofit that advocates for running for women and girls globally. This was Pat's fourth Boston. So there's 108 runners from two team two sixty one that started together with Katherine Switzer's Cat Ka- oh my gosh. Catherine Switzer at the start of the charity corral. Um there's even an article written about it um with a picture of Catherine Switzer and Pat. Um, Attached it to us, so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, Um, and she's hoping to see us at Berlin Marathon since she has missed us at Chicago and Grandma's.
0: Running a lot of the same races, I know, is kind of crazy. And
1: since we can't catch up with each other in the U.S., yeah, yeah, we're going to do it in Germany. Germany. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you know, I don't know. It works out like that it does work out like that. (laughs) Um, Heard from Steve um, a couple episodes ago. I had mentioned a book about mental preparedness, about a book about mental preparedness for running, and he was just asking me the name of the book since it sounded like something that he. Um, might benefit from so the book that i did mention was uh, the dow of running by gary dudney in case anybody's interested and then i also let him know that another one that helped me a lot was um, living with the seal by jesse etzler which isn't necessarily a running related book but it does have running in it okay so but i anyway, just want to put that out there i also heard from uh richard who forwarded us an email from his local marathon in the twin city area of urbana champaign illinois It actually offered a free deferment for volunteering for a race. So basically, if you were registered for this marathon and you weren't going to be able to run the race, whether it was because of injury or something else, you could actually defer your registration to another year if you volunteered for it instead this year, which I thought was kind of cool. So he just was mentioning that he'd never heard of anything like that. And I haven't come across anything like that, but I think it's a great idea if they can, you know, logistically, if they can figure it Mm -hmm. out. I think mean, that's that's
0: No, I think it's different. It's a
1: win-win for both
0: it's parties unique, involved. It's a unique idea. Um, you know, really works out if you're just, you know, have an injury and can't do the race and you were going to kind of just let it fly by and, you know, this gives you a chance to kind of go help out with the race, right. help your fellow runners and then you can then get right in next for next year. year. Anything, you know, I'm always encouraging, you know, we need more races to offer deferrals um or refunds or, you know, we need to get more Towards that, so any any which way we can do that, that's great.
1: Yeah, you're always big on deferrals. I mean, I mean, I am too. But it's just, I know you like uh, mentioned a lot. You like notice it when races offer deferrals and stuff. I, so. I just
0: think, to a certain degree, in 2017, the the old standard from races of you register for the race, no deferral, no refund. That's it. You're out of luck. I think we can. I think we need to get away from that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I could see that. 15, 20 years ago, when things weren't so electronic and on, yeah, know, we're all doing our, you know, registration on computers, and um, you know, they have companies to handle all these fees and, and registration systems, and it's it's real easy to just put that in your systems or find systems to do that, and um, I think it'll make runners a lot happier if we have more more choices in that. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Then we heard from uh, Michael, who was thanking us for mentioning him running the Kyoto Marathon back in February. He said he was actually listening to that episode during the race and heard our greeting at the round, at around the 30K mark, just when he really needed it. That's pretty cool mm-hmm. how that works out. Um, he said because of its historical and cult- cultural importance, Kyoto was one of the few places in Japan that the U.S. did not bomb in World War II. So for that reason, there's actually a lot of buildings and temples that are literally hundreds of years old. So it was a beautiful city, um, and he ended up having a lot of fun uh, running the marathon there. So he did say that we have mentioned in the past that if we go to Japan, we would run the Tokyo Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um. Said, but Kyoto Marathon is usually the week before Tokyo Marathon, so he was suggesting that maybe we could go to Japan if we ever go to Japan early and run both of them on back-to-back weekends. He said, just a thought.
0: I like the idea. I do too. It's you know, might as well yeah. maximize your time or, right. while you're there, kind of thing. Yeah, I'd be down for that if we can ever get out to Tokyo. Yeah. Or Japan, I mean Japan, but yeah. I mean, the, the attraction Someday. of Tokyo was the fact that it was part of the World Marathon Majors. Maybe if right. they expanded and it becomes an impossibility, that becomes less attractive. But, yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know that it would make it less attractive for me now just because I've always kind of thought about it. But, I mean, the reason I thought about it was because it was part of the majors. Um, But still, I'm kind of like, oh, that'd be cool to do. And, yeah, if they're a week apart,
0: that's Makes doable.
1: Yeah. That's
0: doable. Yeah. That would be a really tiring. I mean, you know, because you're probably... You're making a vacation out of it. You're gonna be doing the sightseeing thing. You're running all over the place, and then you get to book in that maybe with
1: marathons. Marathons a week apart. It'd be That's like a story. Boston to Big Sur, but yeah. like on a tough year. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> this year was a little easier. Yeah. righty. Alright. Um, I guess that brings us to the end of it. Um, like I said, uh, we'll be in Vancouver running the marathon this weekend. So next episode will for sure be a recap of the Vancouver marathon. Um, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Yeah.
1: No, yep. I think that's, we just got to go. Finish, it. Get, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, that's it.
1: The website for the podcast is embracerunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash embracerunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at com, or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, embrace running.